Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen. 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 The first theme of this series today is about the vision of this house. We're going to pray the apostolic prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, and in page 5 on your booklet. Apostle Paul says that he prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Say after me, Jesus, Jesus. called me. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us? Say toward me. So all this calling is empowered by his power in me, toward me, who believe. According to the working of his great might. Come on, shout and say a good amen in the house, guys. Now, we understand that without the revelation of the Spirit, you won't get it. You won't get it that we have a calling as a body of Christ, as his representatives. Now, I want to answer the why we are the way we are here in Vine Church before we go into the house and the, uh, the, the strategies that we have in the church. But before I even answer the how, you have to realize that we don't need to, again, reinvent the wheel, try to create a new strategy. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus gave us not a simple commission is actually known we nickname it as the great commission in other words there is no greater calling than that and jesus said go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and behold and behold i am i am with you Always to the end of the age. Now this, this calling, this commission will be a mission impossible calling without the end of this calling. I am with you. And that's what it matters. The Lord is with us. And that's why in Vine Church, Fort Myers, we have one single mission. We want to make disciples who make disciples through life groups. We are, we are not trying to reinvent the wheel. We are not trying to be creative here. We want to just follow our master, our savior, our God commission. At Vine Church, we don't have ministries. We don't have options or departments. Our only single ministry is to make disciples who make disciples. So we don't have women's ministry. We don't have men's ministry. We don't have poor or social work ministry. Even kids' ministry, even though we call them Vine Kids, our only ministry is to make disciples who make disciples through life groups. Now, pay attention on that because even with our very kids, our middle schoolers, elementary schoolers, we believe that we can make disciples since childhood. 
So that's why we have kids life groups that even when the parents are not part of the church, they are, they are part, they are committed, they are discipled inside of their life groups. And they are challenged to make disciples as the leaders are a disciple makers. Now pay attention, we don't do this out of protection, out of values. In other words, we don't want to do it at any cost at any price, in any ways, they are values or core values that guards us. I mean, page number seven in your booklet, we have these seven C values or core values that guards us on this track. And the first of them is the most important one. You know, there are many doings in my house that I do it not because I love their doings. I don't love cleaning the dishes. I don't love cleaning the car. Honestly, I don't love even to work and provide to my family. However, because I love the who's behind my doings, I do it gladly and with joy. Pay attention. It's very important you understand this. That because without the, the, the proper place for your love, uh, you're going to get discouraged. Because in the church, as church, as disciples, there are things that we are called to do that you won't love doing it. But if you love your Lord, your commissioner, you will love the doing because it's for Him. And because I love my wife, I clean the dishes. I don't love cleaning the dishes, but I love her and I help in the house. I really support. It's not, some, it's not my calling cleaning the dishes. I don't have the calling. I don't feel encouraged, excited. Woo, I have dishes to clean. I feel excited for the love of my wife. And, and that's why, and that's why once, once you love the, the, the right hoop. Look, guys, I'm answering the why behind the many hows we're going to do it as a church. But before answering the whys and the hows, you have to answer the who you serve. So the who is very important. Our Jesus. And that's our first value. It's all about Christ. Romans chapter 11, verse 36. I love this verse. For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. So I honestly, I would love to, for you to enjoy our service. I, 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 we, we want to be an always welcoming environment, church kind uh, of group. We want to be this visitor, unchurch, uh, welcoming pe uh, people. However, however, there are moments that your taste... Your preferences really doesn't matter. But what Christ wants from us, because this is a value that guards us on track. Christ is above it all. He is the only one that deserves all the glory forever and ever. Now, this doesn't mean that we do not care for the unchurched people, that we don't care for the lost. Actually, this is a second value for us. We really care for the lost. We care for the people. First John chapter 4, verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God 
and knows God in verse 19 says, We love, we are enabled to love because he first loved us. So pay attention. We don't love people just because we love naturally. We want to love with the same agape, with the same love from God style, the nature of God's love toward people. Why? Because our love, it's very, it changes. For example, you probably loved some cereals when you were a little kid. Then now the smell of them cannot even get into your scent. Like the colorful ones, those that actually instead of eating cereal and some um, carbs, you're actually eating just sugar and colorful dye color right like i can't i can't anymore i can't enjoy that things anymore i can't love anymore so our love it's very weak and and unstable but the love of god is within us now we also are consistent and that's why consistency is a value of this house we walk in loyalty and honor we understand that as as people that are meant to make disciples above all we are disciples as well that's why romans chapter 13 verse 7 says pay to all what is owed to them respect to whom respect is owed honor to whom honor is owed oh no one anything except to love each other for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law so I can say that this is, the, this is the law of the house, language of love, and we are consistent with that. But again, it's not all about emotions. It's about the genuineness, the real content of your character that matters. That's why we also persist in establish character of Christ Every time we preach, every time we manage things in the church, organize things in our life groups. Character is the, the very image of God in us that empowers us for authority and influence. I always like to say this. People might be drawn to you because of your gifts, because of your ability to lead, to speak, to deal with people. However, people will only walk with you at the length of your character people won't walk farther with you if they touch you and you're just a foam content person you're just hollow inside you have no reality inside we want to carry the very image and likeness of God Genesis chapter 126 when God created men and women he says let us make men our image after our likeness. And the words over there in the Greek, in the Septuagint translation, came actually as character. Let us make man after our character. And because of that, let them have dominion, authority. So the, the proportion of your character will determine how far you're going to reach in people's lives. So if you want to make disciples... Who make disciples, we have to carry the character of God. Whatever you are, when nobody is watching you, is your character. Number five, we want to share everything we had received. Nothing is ours. We are not here again 
being creative, innovative. We are just sharing the message. The message is the power of God. I didn't put this, but I love this verse. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone. The message has the power. We have nothing to do with this message. We are just channels of this message. And because the message has power to save, we are always expecting to see growth and multiplication in our church. That's why we are pursuing ongoing growth. We do not maintain, we multiply. That's why probably in Vine Church, Fort Myers, if you are expecting people dressing all the same, people always having the same haircut, the same language, always the same cliquish group you won't find here because we always are going to have new faces. By the way, I see new faces. You're more than welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And I know a bunch of people are watching us online as well because we are meant to be a church that channels the message of grace and salvation will always happen in the house. We follow the command of Christ in John chapter 15. Jesus says, I am divine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. Next verse says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. I appointed you so you should go and make disciples who make disciples through your life groups. That your fruit shall abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Amen. So I love this verse because, his, again, the love, the life, the anointing comes everything within the sap of the vine. Amen. And because we are plugged, attached, connect to the vine, we simply channel this life. This anointing, this, this message to others. Number six, I know people have many subjects to talk these days, but probably all of them has to do with bad news. Every morning after reading my message, my verse of the day, my Bible app, making my first prayers, brushing my, my teeth and coming to the church building for the time with the pastors in training, I usually turn on the radio and the only news I hear is bad news. And that's why in Vine Church we decided to be this safe haven where only good news is shared. Amen. Every time we gather, every time we are in our life groups, here in church building, we're going to cheer each other's up. We're going to encourage each other with the very encouragement that we had received. That's what Romans chapter 15, Paul says, who, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. That through endurance and through the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement say God, God. of endurance. Of endurance. Say God, God of encouragement. 
He has a name and his name is not God of discouragement. His name is God of encouragement. And if we have this life flowing in us, we're going to always cheer each other up. The God of encouragement grants you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may be with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. There's one more verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. For God has not destined us for wrath. Shout Jesus, praise God, glory to God in the house. We are not destined for wrath. In other words, all the bad things that goes on in the world. Oh, is this the wrath of God? Is this the punishment of God over America and the world? Whatever. I'm not destined from the wrath of God. Uh, you don't need to enter in controversy if it is God's discipline or not. By the way, it is not. It is not. Jesus already said that the world lies in the evil one. And in this world we have afflictions. However, I don't, I don't fear my God. I, I, I am in awe and amazement of the, His love because I am not destined for His wrath. But to obtain salvation, souls of complete salvation, restoration, encouragement through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, next verse, who died for us so that whatever we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Next verse, therefore, therefore, encourage one another. Amen. Come on, just spoke the person close to you and say, get ready to be encouraged today. And the number seven or the seventh value, we start with Christ, but Christ has no expression without the church. The church is the body of Christ. The church is not an organization for us, an institution. The church is a living organism that is constituted by people like you and I. And because we are the very body of Christ, we represent Him. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of of it. So you see this empty chair close to you. We're making the Saturday service to kind of release more space in the church building, in this auditorium. However, you probably are missing someone that should be sitting on this seat, right? Yeah. So next Sunday, you won't allow that person to miss the service because it is individually part of the same body that you and I are part of. Come on, somebody. Now, we need to care for one another as much as the whole body suffers when these little horrible things that comes up in your nail sometimes, you know, and when you're watching that uh, cat video or your Netflix series, you just put it out. I don't know how to call this thing in English. And after that, two weeks later, your whole body still remembering that you did that to your own body, right? It's horrible. Now pay attention. No matter what is the size of this member, we all suffer together with that member. However, here in our, in our church, the language we use to guard these values, mainly among the leaders, among those that are going to stand in the front rows, we say that our leaders should stand on fruits, character, and loyalty. Now, these three values that pretty much summarizes the, all the seven values, the seven core values of our church is important because a person that wants to lead a life group or represent the church should not be just a person of character. Is that um, re that has no, nothing to be rebuked about, nothing wrong in his or her life, but that person doesn't 
approach the lost and invite his or her friends to the life group. We expect that as leaders, our leaders uh, bear fruits, uh, make disciples, invite their friends to the life group. And that, that's how things work here. However, there are people that are very fruitful, but they don't carry the character of Christ. So they misrepresent Christ, and even though they generated new people for God, that little one is stumbling faith because of the misrepresentation of the image, the character that the leader or disciple maker is doing. But also we expect loyalty. Loyalty means you understood the vision of the house. You understood the culture of the house. So you don't come with your personal agenda and wants us to swallow down everything you think the church should do it. Actually, if you have such a clear vision about church, plant one. Just go in there and try one. And you're going to see that it's not as simple as maybe your brain and your feelings speaks to you. Now, church planting, like we said, is to generate um, a person, a representation of Christ. You are generating an organism, so to speak. So this is the point. It's not enough just to bear fruits or have characters. You have to have fruit, characters, and loyalty. So you can thrive within the vision that God has given us. We know who we are. We know where we are. And let me clarify where we are. We are eight years old church. And we are counting to 2019 to 20, the first year of this church. Amen. We counted the first seven years of the church, the training process. The moment of sharpening each other up. We are just getting ready for the season, the best season ahead of us. We finally have ways and, and means and vehicles to arrive where we know where we want to be. In other words, if you have your personal route, your personal GPS guidance, that's okay. But we also have very clear our identity. Some pastors, friends, and even people that think on joining us, they come with this personal agenda and this personal idea about church, and they get really offended that we don't embrace their perspective of church. Again, nothing against your perspective, but we know what we are, where we are, but most important, where we want to be as a church. And we want to be a life-giving church in Fort Myers who make disciples, who make disciples through life groups. We know where we want to be as well. That's why the vision of this house is very clear. Our vision is to build up a church of overcomers where every member is a minister and every house is an extension of the church, thereby conquering this generation and the next through the kids, through life groups that multiply. Say a good amen in the house. Amen. Let me stretch and expound a little bit about Three aspects of our vision. Number one, what is to be a church of overcomers? There are four chapters in the Bible that inspire us for this perspective. We call the vision of overcomers. Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 25, Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 3. This is the Bible base to support what we mean to be a church of overcomers. But in summer, I can say that in this church, we want to be on fire for Jesus. We want to raise our hands and shout to the Lord. We are a charismatic movement. We pray in tongues. We believe in visions. We believe that God wants to save this generation. And in better, he gave us the privilege and the honor to represent him 
in this generation. We do not endure clericalism. This idea that only special ones, and I'm the very proof that I'm not a special one here. I still certainly with my English and having all these stumbling here and there. But the Lord's still using us. Still using us by His grace. It is about His faithfulness and grace. It doesn't have to do with us. That's why you don't believe in this clergy and ordinary people category or separation. We believe that every member in this church should be a priest, should be a minister, a leader. Come on, everybody, say a good amen to this. You have to receive this in your spirit. But obvious, we honor and respect the leaders. Any organization, anything that are meant to thrive has order. If you think on the army that prevails in the battle, you're going to see that the, the, the ranks of authority is very clear to everybody. So the soldiers, the generals, the captains, whoever is in charge, we're going to lead the whole group in victory. Families that thrive have ranks and levels of authority very well established. Organizations and businesses places in our church as a family, we believe that it is important to honor the leaders. We don't lean on them for a relationship with God, but certainly we honor our leaders and we want to uh, in somehow... Uh, channel down the same anointing that is coming down from the head of Aaron to the beard to the whole robe and all the body will be edified. Our message challenge all to a genuine commitment with God and his message. The overcomer is ready to go through misunderstanding, afflictions, even persecution, and why not even death for the sake of the kingdom of God. We always look to have a contemporary approach. That's okay. We painted black ceiling here, kind of Starbucks-style building, just because we want to be contemporary. However, we don't want to be worldly. We don't want to get our values stained and tarnished by the world values. This is only things. This is not us. This is just to make us a little bit more approachable for the unchurched people. Amen. Now pay attention. We do not disconnect our Christian life from our everyday life. We do not categorize God in one of the drawers of emotional life, financial life, business life, religion life. No, 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 no. My God is the very actual that everything else is spins around. God is the core, the center of my entire life. And that's why I do not separate my Sunday life from my Monday life. We give generously because of the move of God. And his church should never be limited and controlled by money. Amen. And the fact that we are seven years, eight years old church without money in the past seven years. And praise God, we are finally getting out and learning how to crawl, and in a few more years, we're going to start to walk, financially speaking, and I believe God has wings like eagles for us to soar and really thrive, financially speaking, but until these past seven years, we did not have any money, literally. Like, I can go back with the books to prove that to you, but the church is not meant to be limited or controlled by any money. Jesus 
is above all. And we cultivate a longing for his return. So that's why here in Vine Church, you're going to hear words like hell, words like heaven, and words like the rapture. We speak about the reality of the supernatural and spiritual realm. And Jesus is coming back. Say a good amen in the house. Love is our language and culture. And we are on fire for God. And the Lord deliver us. May the Lord deliver us to be cold or lukewarm ever in this church. Ever. Now... This is what I meant in very short term. We have series all about to be a church of overcomers. But also, we want to encourage every member in this church to be a minister. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are, come on, poke the person, you are, man. Say, you are, girl. You are, no matter what, you are chosen. You are chosen. You are chosen. Royal priesthood, holy nation. People for his own possession that you may proclaim. So I am chosen for what? So you may proclaim. In other words, just open your mouth. Just invite that unchurched person to your life group. Just proclaim. Proclaim what? The excellencies of him who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look, I cannot give you what I don't have. But if I have, I can give it to you. What did you receive from the Lord? Just proclaim and, and, and be faithful to the light that you have received. Amen. Pastor, I don't understand all the aspects of the Trinity. I, I'm not graduate in, uh, in master degree in divinity. I don't have, Pastor, the ability to explain how salvation and the whole redemption plan really is expound in Romans chapter 4 through the Abrahamic covenant. What? What are you talking about? You don't need to shine a light that you did not receive yet. However, be faithful to the light you had received. And shine this light, proclaim this light in the measure you had received. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 says, If God is for us, come on somebody, who can be against us? Another verse in Mark chapter 16, I love this. This is the Great Commission version of the uh, Mark gospel. And this is Jesus saying, I don't know if you put it in the message version. We're reading the message version. It says, Go into the world, go everywhere, and announce the message of God's good news. To one and all, whoever believes and is baptized is saved. Whoever refuses to believe is damned. By the way, open a parenthesis. Baptism, it is a outward, it is a public testimony of a belief in your heart. Okay? That's why for us uh, uh, evangelical Christians, we understand that baptism should be a Complete, aware, and personal expression of your belief. Kids, usually, they don't have this ability. Pretty much until they are 10th and 9th years, they, they are not totally aware of themselves. The very proof of that is that they don't choose even the color of their underpants. So, in other words, they don't choose many things. 
including their own faith. But let's continue. Close parenthesis. Whoever believes is baptized is saved. Whoever refuses to believe is damned. These are some of the signs that will accompany believers. Lift it up one of your hands. They will throw out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and make them well. Come on, somebody. I believe that heal is in the house. Deliverance is in the house. But the most important thing, salvation is in this house. For us, every house is an extension of the church. We do not separate our Monday life from our Sunday life. Like I said, Acts chapter 5 verse 42 proves that Jesus and the disciples had their ministry established from house to house. I wrote like this, the disciples gather every day in large groups in places such as the courtyard of the temple. And in small groups from house to house, everybody says from house to house. Again, say from house to house. They did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. Acts chapter 10, the Bible says that if one single person in that family is saved, the power of salvation is in the potential of involving the whole family. We truly believe that. And that's one of the reasons why we evangelize kids. Because if you have one single ambassador, representative inside of that house, we believe that the whole house is in the brink of salvation. Again, our motto is the early church. Nothing against good strategies out there. Churches that work with marketing, crusades, social work, schools. All these good strategies are welcome. But maybe for the lack of creativity or honestly even resource, we decided to be as simple as the movement of Jesus 2,000 years ago. And let me tell you, say something. It's still contemporary and it's still extremely effective. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, to the life together, the common meal and the prayers. And all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owed and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They follow a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal was celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their number grew. Say number grew. Every day their number grew as God added those who were saved. Amen. We believe in a church in life groups, not a church of or with life groups. We are a life group-based church. Again, we don't want to be creative. We want to be as simple as Jesus and the early disciples were. The disciples establish a ministry from house to house. And we as a church just want to follow our spiritual fathers, the church fathers. Let us go back to the living rooms, to the TV rooms. And instead of the TV be the center, let's exalt Christ Jesus. Let's place Jesus at the center of our houses as we gather in small groups. 
So for us, there is no other way to obey Jesus' commandments like love one another, serve one another, besides the life group strategy. Right now, honestly, are you fulfilling Jesus' command of loving and serving one another? No, I'm serving you. I'm serving about 90, 80 people today. But this was never meant by God when he established the church. We're meant to wash each other's feet in small groups. And this is where you come up. You come up as a person that prioritizes your life group. Life group day is not an option for you. It is the most important day of the week. You're not going to put any business. You're not going to schedule any client. You're not going to set your dentist at the same time. This is life group day. And that's why you're going to gather with your brothers. Because through the life-giving atmosphere of your life group is where you're going to have energy, power. And you're going to be reminded your role, your place in the divine purpose of God. So... We need to mature as a church. We need to mature as a body. That's why he invites church. We establish some tracks. We call the overcomer track. We invite you every week to learn a little bit more about our church through divine experience. And then every semester, we offer you a chance to go through the maturity course. How many maturity courses students graduate and current students ever went through the maturity course? Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. You know how important the maturity course, as the name says, mature your faith. You you know how how eye-opening the content of this course. But also, again, it's not enough just to be mature and never bear fruit. That's why we ask you and challenge you to go one step more in the leadership training course. So you can respond and be empowered for your gifts. Say a good amen in the house, guys. Let's all stand up this morning. Still with your phones in your hand. So you see the booklet? The next portion of it I introduced to you early today. But I want you to go to page 19. Some people are wondering to become a member of this family, a member of this house. We ask you, if you are thinking on becoming a member of Vine Church, to be able to stand on these four statements that we place there from page 19 and on. Come to your leader. Come to your pastor. Talk with him about these statements and see if your heart aligns with such statements. And in page 23, like I said, is the most important reason why people choose a church they choose a church number one because of their faith number two because of their money money already dealt in the beginning of this service but i know if you are thinking on bringing your children to sit in one of our classrooms or to listen one of our leaders you want to make sure that we are not speaking something that goes against the bible and here in page 23 and on, you're going to find out everything we're going to preach for the rest of your walk with us as Vine Church. All the statements of faith is clearly described over here. If you have any questions, you can please reach out to me. Close your eyes. Lift it up your hands. We're going to take the Lord's communion this morning as an expression 
that we are part of one single body. We are an organism, a church, a family. Yes, we are also an army. We are a harvest field. We are this building with living stones. But I love the illustration that we are a family. And as a family, we share the same bread. We drink from the same cup. We share the life of Christ that enables us to fulfill our purpose in this generation. With your eyes closed, if you can lift it up one of your hands, with your own words, can you commit yourself to the Lord this morning? And say, God, I want to be part of this movement. I want to find my place and I want to be faithful with this calling that you have for me. Holy Spirit.